on this week's episode. Ben Carson in the sunken place. These teachers out here fucking students again. Would you drink a P.O. Cosby special at your favorite bar? Be careful what you wish for, because what you might get is sex tuplets. Converting from racism to Islam 101. Lupita and Rihanna are about to be your new favorite co-stars. Is your child a terrorist? As they teach you. Self-serving persuasive talkers. Of everything and nothing. We, we are, are Conversation, conversation Con Artists. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Mr. On Point. And I am Calamity Red. And we are Conversation Con Artists back for another episode. Want to give a shout out to Government Name Podcast, and they know why. <laughs> but I do wanted to talk about a change that we are trying to experiment with the show. We don't know who to cater to, who to take it away from. So please, if you listen to this show, give us some feedback on that. The show is an hour and 30 minutes long, roughly. What we want to do is split that up into two shorter shows roughly two 45 minute shows maybe a little bit longer than that so if any of y'all are listening give us some feedback as to the best way that you like listening to the podcast i've talked to people who would like to listen to a shorter show i've talked to people who like shows long as it is but i just kind of want to take inventory over the month of june to see how splitting the episode up looks what i'm looking at is uh tuesday and thursday release of the show so any feedback y'all can give us about that will be fantastic. We won't be doing that until the first episode in June. So this episode will be the full episode, which you'll know because you're going to see the time on it before <laughs> you even listen to this. Yes, yes they will. <laughs> anyway, what I need y'all to do is go check out uh, www.conversationconartist.com. We have our new episodes at the top, our old episodes down the bottom. And you can go hover over the mail icon and leave us some feedback. Subscribe to our newsletter. You can find me at Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at Red underscore Calamity. Also, we are still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question that you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it into the website or you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationcardartists at gmail.com. We have two questions this week. Um... It's so the ice cream truck <laughs> is outside of my apartment complex. It's so loud. It's like. a weird combination of being very loud and making me want ice cream. I don't want ice cream. Well, I can't. You have can't it. eat ice cream. I don't want to get into that. First question: Struggles. <laughs> Lactose intolerance, man, it's the worst. So the first question is: My husband wants a divorce after thirty years. What do I tell our two adult children? Let me just say that this is part of why I don't really watch the Braxton family values. The Braxton, Tony Braxton and her sisters, their parents have been divorced for the longest of times. And they are still in their feelings about them getting a divorce. And I just feel like, you know, I feel like when you get older and you understand the dynamics of relationships and you've been in, in your own unsuccessful ass relationships, I feel like you should have a better grasp of how shit don't work out sometimes, regardless of if they're your parents or not. Like, and that's not to say people ain't going to be upset because your fam family dynamic changing is like a big deal, but not as big as dumb bitches make. Like, they literally like get in their feelings about this divorce and i think their dad has somebody new now and they just 
like, by this time, why y'all still this fucking up? So y'all act like it happened yesterday. That's how they're upset. They act like their mama called them last night and was like, you and me and your dad ain't going to work out. And they dad cheated on their mom. So you thought your mama should have stayed? So y'all could be happy? Selfish ass. Quit acting like your therapist ass don't work with people every day that have deep-seated issues. I know. That me and you can't understand. No. <laughs> but for some reason, they exist. I, I think that it makes a difference the kind of relationship that your parents had and the kind of relationship that you have. Or not even the kind they have, but even how you perceived it. You know, kids don't give a damn about no cheating. They want their mom and their daddy together. They're not kids. These grown-ass women with kids of their own. When did and they, they get divorced? They got divorced when they were, when kids. They were kids. That's what I'm saying. That perception of when they got divorced with their parents' relationship, it got frozen in time. I know, but... That shit done carried on with them. This situation, they're getting divorced when they're adults. So, they're not... They, they grown already. That, that means they had all of this time to have solidified what they believe their parents' relationship is. But that... Okay, so my thing is, and this is what I try to get people to understand, a marriage is not between you and your kids. That's a separate thing from your family unit. The marriage is between the, the mom and the dad. And so... Regardless of what your perception is, they're the ones who in it. Our perception of a lot of things is off a lot of times because you only see what's shown to you. And I understand, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be upset about it. I completely understand why you would, it, it, your norm and your sense of balance has been knocked off kilter. So I get it. But I would expect adults to respond in a different way than kids and with the Braxton all of them are still upset it's not like it's like one or two and then some of the rest of them were like well we I think the brother that never is on the show has a much healthier view of it than the girls do and we don't know the relationship that the girls had with their daddy or with their mama yeah to know why this shit done carried over so much again though all of them have been in and out of shit relationship on the show so and y'all have left in situations and you have ki- so i mean it's not like y'all were like oh okay well my parents got divorced i'm never gonna do that you've had your own situations where things got to bad enough to where you had to walk away from a situation despite what it meant for the kids i just feel like with age and experience it should be a little bit different but um it's not you're right when you said it got frozen at that moment that is accurate as fuck because they literally act like they are still you know 10 years old and the parents divorced and dad moved out like it you've been through your own situations where you see that there are times where you just can't stay regardless of if if you think that that's what's best for the kids because of your own mental health and your own emotions, you can't stay in that situation. They, I mean, again, if they had all of these magical relationships and still couldn't understand it, I guess that would be better. But all of them got either been cheated on or they had to leave relationships for one reason or another. Like, it, none of them are, I don't think, are married, married to the original person that they were married to. But I don't think that would keep them from feeling a particular way about their parents' divorce. Not saying they shouldn't. I, what I'm saying is the strength of which they feel it is what's off to me. Not that they feel... Of course they're going to be upset that they're... Especially when that's what you got accustomed to growing up as a child. But again, they it's like they 10 and it happened yesterday. 
it isn't it hasn't changed at all from the day that it happened it seems like i think what it's going to do mostly in their dynamic is it's going to help them empathize what their kids is experiencing i think that's going to be the bulk of how it's going to affect them like mm-hmm. it ain't going to be something like like they past relationships that have failed mm-hmm. it ain't going to be like well i know relationships fail so i understand my mom and daddy relationship failing it'll be much easier for them to say well I understand this child for how a relationship would fail. I think that's how that would be interpreted. I don't think it would be like, oh, relationships fail because mine have failed, so I understand my mom and daddy getting a divorce. And I think it really is like pretty harsh to, or it's pretty concrete to say that marriage is between the mom and the daddy as if mom and daddy just live in a vacuum. Well, I mean, no, their marriage don't. is what has crafted these the children's view of their whole world and i much. understand that but see but it's that idea that keeps people in abusive relationships they keep in these because they want to stay together for the kids that don't work that's why i don't think that looking at a marriage like it involves the kids because people stay in fucked up situations because of that and that's not healthy for the kids either because now the kids have this warped view of relationships because they don't want you sit and put up with this bullshit for their whole life so now that's what becomes normal to them but we ain't even talking about them staying together for the kids we talking about them telling the kids and we talking about an instance where they didn't stay together for the kids i mean i know i understand that being a dynamic as to why the adults stay together in a marriage that mm-hmm. is need to be separated but the kids perception i don't think have much to do with that context no but if you're gonna worry about the kids perception that's the kids perception and what it will do to them causes people to stay together so like with the braxton's their dad was cheating on their mom so if to avoid this from happening what's happened with them the mom would have had to stay in a relationship where the dad was doing whatever the fuck it was he wanted to do in order so that the kids wouldn't be impacted by it. But then the kids would have been impacted by it in a different way because they would have gotten older, older teenagers, and seen what was going on. And either one felt like that was just, it becomes normal for them. Like if you're gonna take into, that's why when I say that a, a marriage is between the two adults, that's the part that I mean. Like it's not completely concrete, but if you start thinking of it as something that involves the kids, then a lot of people will make the choice to stay together because they don't want it to negatively impact the kids. When the relationship itself is toxic for you because it's between you and him. And you know, she's still out here making babies with somebody else and you raising somebody else's child or whatever the fuck the case may be, that part of it is between y'all. And I don't think people should stay for the kids. Well, I feel like that goes into like a that goes into a different context because that's talking about before we've made the decision to leave, how do we address the deal with the kids? In the context we talking about, the decisions are made. Now it's a matter of how do we communicate this to the children if it needs to be communicated to the children? Because maybe mom and daddy divorced, maybe they just didn't communicate it appropriately to them Braxtons. And maybe that's why they all kinds of fucked up on it. Maybe it was mom and daddy was here one day and the next day they ain't seen daddy in six months. No. They knew that the parents got a divorce. Like, they talked to them about it. And they knew that the parents had been fighting because the daddy the daddy was cheating on the mama. Like he, I think he was like a pastor, which adds another layer <laughs> to that Shit. yeah their dad was a pastor which is why they all sing because they started out singing in the choir so it wasn't that it wasn't that they dad just disappeared without an explanation they knew what was going on well i mean that was just my extreme example it's a lot of ways even communicating mm-hmm. with kids that didn't prepare them for it 
you know mm-hmm. but being a pastor i guess make it seem so much more it make it make more sense to me to be honest because you got a man that is held in high regard by everybody and you know here our family ain't finna be like imagine how deeply ingrained the morals and values of marriage was put into all of them kids yeah like yeah. i can see how that can really be a traumatic situation to where you're this upset as an adult that they got a divorce because it's not that they're not mad i don't think they're necessarily mad at the dad they're mad that the parents didn't stay together it ain't that you know what I'm saying? Like they want their parents to still be together, despite them knowing what led to the demise of this relationship. They would prefer them to still be together. I think your dialogue seems to implicate one of two things. One thing is that there's nothing that exists that happens as a kid that, as an adult, you should be angry to this level about, or the context of a mom and dad divorcing shouldn't have as much to do with the kids for them to perceive it at this level no i think my my, it's probably the former it's because it's like they've talked if i felt like they never got a chance to like talk they've talked this to death with the parents you know what i'm saying like so it's the level of which they're upset that i'm just like so what can the parents do at this point if you're 40 years old and you're still this upset like it happened yesterday despite the fact that y'all have had numerous conversations despite the fact that both parents have still showed up to the events in your life and kind of was cordial to each other made attempts to be anyway what else could they do for you other than just, just them deciding to stay together it earlier ain't shit that the parents can do for them they need some counselors <laughs> they do some medication <laughs> some therapists that's what they need and yeah. that's what like that's i think that's what a dialogue you know is going for us it's mm-hmm. like yeah ain't nothing the parents talk to the parents can do for them they need to talk to somebody that can help them work through this shit because clearly they psychological state is stuck back where their parents got divorced and every time they talk about it it bring up the same emotions and feelings yeah, that they had they from cry. that period of time they in their life about it but the bro I, I just wonder why the brother's perception is so different than the girls like why they're so much more crazy about it maybe because he he's a man and you know we know how society you know treat men Maybe he got that shit on the inside, but it don't. It's not externalized the way it is for them. Maybe. Maybe he's getting a significant level of extramarital trim, and you oh, know, so he understands. <laughs> <laughs> he understands his father's dilemma. You know, it, it could be so many things for a man in this situation, or maybe a lot of this shit before the show. Maybe they cut the cameras off and be like, "We need y'all to cry more." about this maybe this is the thing we get a lot of views and ratings when y'all talk about your daddy stuff and cry i mean maybe cry i thought some more. i stopped watching it because of that because it was just, i was just like okay i y'all didn't talk this to death at this point it, it's seasons in and y'all still in the same place about this shit you know your parents been divorced for years the daddy then moved on i don't think I think the mom, at the point that I stopped watching, had started back dating. Like, you know, she older, but she was seeing people and they were upset about that shit. So they supposed to die alone because they ain't with each other. Like, I just feel like the grasp of relationships should be a little... Like, it's like they've learned nothing from their life experiences. They're still stuck. And it may be for the show. I don't know. But What if their life experiences is because of that shit? What if the relationships they got they fucking up is because of their mom and daddy divorce? And maybe every relationship they have when it fails, it triggers that shit. So they can't get out of it. I mean, maybe they're all you have to watch the show. 
all of them well i'm not gonna watch the show (laughs) all of them have different issues within their relationships like one of them got had a man that wouldn't work and she was footing all the bills for the kids and everything and she was upset about that one of them had a husband who is like out here doing whatever he been cheating on her and he been chatting with bitches online and fucking bitches in person and she was going back and forth between whether or not she wanted to leave and stay tony braxton had that relationship with the dude from one of them groups which one of them groups one of them old boy group like was it i can't remember h-town as yet it wasn't Jodeci. no a little further back not jodeci i don't think i'll be sure that it was, was a not dude. i'll be that's sure a dude, that's not a one group. dude <laughs> anyway I, they were they are they broke up like a while they've been not together for a while and they have kids together actually well and now she dating Birdman, so she's still with that nigga i don't understand that but whatever she um, then you had another sister who know it's with her, her husband because it seemed like they were living in different locations tamar was married to the producer right she married, married to the producer that it seemed like she only married for money yeah they still married. the only reason i know they married because he just he looked like a uh, black pillsbury doughboy yep and i'm like he could pull a chick like that because money because money he got more money, money than her yeah, he like managed Lady Gaga and he's oh. like a big time manager, so money is the reason why I take my other. Cause it look how long it's, they just had a kid, Vincent Jr. And she's not gonna give him another child. I would be surprised if she got pregnant again at this point. But yeah, so she and that shit and like was it last year? The police there was like a recording of her calling 911 because apparently he gave her a two piece upside the head. They still together now though. But see, this is why I don't fuck with reality shows. You see how quick I done got pulled into this bullshit? <laughs> That's why I don't fuck with them. I avoid them on purpose. I done started asking questions. I done pulled my little knowledge out there to see what's going on. Yeah. That's why I don't fuck with them reality show. Y'all That's can have happens. that shit. I I don't watch that particular one anymore because that shit just got on my neck. Like every time they would start boohooing, I just was like, oh my god, like, oh my god, I can't. So I stopped watching it. I couldn't deal with it. Like the rest of the show was entertaining, that but that was so annoying to me that I just couldn't. I couldn't keep watching them boohoo about this this divorce from fifty years ago. So to answer the question. Adults that are about to get divorced, what should you tell your adult your kids? Children. Your adult children. I wonder how old they are. Is adult like nineteen or is adult like you know forty five? I mean, if they've been married for thirty years. Oh, they've been married for thirty years. Yeah. So the kids are probably pretty old. I think it depends on what kind of relationship you have with your children. Mostly, if everybody get together and have Sunday dinner every Sunday, and everybody's laughing and giggling, and the kids are so disconnected from you that they don't understand y'all having problems, and they just gonna get this information sprung on them, you gotta handle that shit pretty delicately. Mm-hmm. If it's a family dynamic that is already pretty distant, don't really talk to each other much. The kids pretty much just grew up at the house and then went and did their own thing. Probably won't make a difference. I, you got to take into a consideration the different dynamics that your family have before you can make decisions like that. You know, but you shouldn't 
It shouldn't let you, in any case of getting a divorce, if your relationship is leading you to a path where you shouldn't be with a person, kids shouldn't be a reason that you stay together. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what a big part of our dialogue before was about. Kids should not be the reason that you stay together. Kids will be fine if you communicate with them what's going on and both parents are able to still keep a positive influence in those kids' life in terms of co-parenting, which we don't see happen Because people ain't fucking mature and like, Hit my thing like if I got a divorce I'm gonna be upset right I'm obviously I'm gonna be upset because my marriage did not work out I'm not gonna be so upset though that I can't be cordial with you and we need to do stuff for the kids because I'm gonna want you to still be around because they're gonna still want you to be around and you fucking up with me doesn't take away the fact that you may be a phenomenal father and just a shit ass husband so I would like to think that I would be mature enough to be able to do what we need to do as far as co-parenting the kids that includes having the same rules and i because that shit get on my nerves so bad i done had so many parents come in where you know the dad only gets to see the kids every other weekend so he ain't got no rules at his house because he want to be the fun dad then the parent the other parent get the kid back and got to spend the whole week getting them back acclimated to the fact that no you cannot stay up all night yes you are going to do this homework no you're not going to Susie's house because you got to go to school like getting back because the other parent is just being so lax because they don't get to see them I would like to think that I would be mature enough because that's what's best for the kids. And they already been through having to deal with a divorce. Y'all being petty with each other makes shit so much worse. Like, I would like to think I'm mature yeah. enough. Who the fuck knows if I'm me? But that's, that's my goal. My goal is to never get divorced, but you know, shit happens. If that happens, I would like to think that I would be able to. I definitely would be able be to. Be mature. Um, I don't think that'll be an issue. I think I'd probably, what would probably be difficult for me is I want my kids to be with me, but I also wouldn't want to take my kids from their mama. That would be a dilemma for me if I ever had a divorce. Like, I would hold the woman who bared my child in utmost respect that if she wanted the children, she could have them. But it, I think it'll be very, very difficult for mm-hmm. me having built a life living with kids to now not be able to live with them. I think that shit will be very difficult for me. And I know it's difficult for a lot of people. I know, Mm -hmm. but I think that like, that would fuck with me real bad. Yeah. So I never saw my mom. I was too young for, to know what divorce was when my mom and my daddy got divorced because they pretty much got divorced because he went to jail and he had a, he had a lifetime bid. Like he was supposed to be in jail forever. That's a good reason. Yeah. And so (laughs) he got out after 11 years um, got married the day he got out, mind you. Women don't go to the jail looking for your husband. Not saying it's a bad idea. I'm saying it's a terrible idea. I was just going to say <laughs> it's the worst. Don't do that. And um, and so don't know much about that. But I had two stepfathers, and I just want to add this about stepfathers, mothers. When you get a divorce from stepfathers, you need to take your child out and celebrate. Okay, not for yourself, <laughs> but for that child, because. You made your child endure a whole bunch of shit that a dude that you considered the two assholes to stay married to, to divorce. You made your kid listen to him. You made your kid do stuff that he made him do. You made that kid go help him in the yard. You made that kid endure this person that you discovered was an asshole because you tried to be optimistic. You tried to have hope in that person. You tried to believe that that person was the best person they could be. They was an asshole to your kid. And when your kid told you, 
you weren't trying to hear that shit because that's your husband. So if you decide to leave a stepfather and you got kids, you need to give that kid something. You need to retro pay. You need to go back. You owe that kid some fucking reparations for this marriage is all I'm saying. Okay. That's important. But the overarching message is listen to your kids. Don't take that shit with a grain of salt. Address that shit because it's some stepfathers out here that treat kids like shit in the shadows. Mm-hmm. Some of them out here that treat kids like shit in the light. Yeah. You definitely need to leave his ass. But that's my stepdaddy stories as it pertains to divorce. Divorces as it pertains to stepdaddy sometimes, most times I believe are a cause for celebration <laughs> for everybody. You just got out of some bullshit. Your kid just got out of some bullshit. <laughs> People don't look at it like that. You know, relationships are not vacuums. Your kids are experiencing oh, bullshit yeah. vicariously through you experiencing bullshit. Yep. Like, I've been sitting up in a room with my mama where she was crying because of shit my stepdaddies did. I don't know that nigga. <laughs> I don't like that nigga. If murder wasn't illegal, I killed that nigga. Yeah. And if I had the resources to get rid of his body, his body would be gotten rid of. And I'd be like, what happened to stepfather? <laughs> Where did he go? We haven't seen him in three days. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt about my stepdad. They were just horrible, horrible people with very, very little redeeming qualities for me to value them the way that my mama valued them. Mm-hmm. And she probably valued them mostly out of a lot of her own insecurities and her rejection of loneliness at the time. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So celebrate with your kids when you leave a nigga. That's, That's all. That's hilarious. Okay. But so not their daddy. The next thing. I'm going to read this text message exchange. This was not mine, but it's between a man and a woman. Okay. Yeah. I have not heard this. All right. So she says. Uh, frustrated trying to come up with extra money because got rent money order and internet bill money but forgot about something else and I used that extra money on my son and gas. He says, dang, I'm sure you'll come up with something. She said, yeah, that's why I don't entertain dudes. No point in having one around. He said, laugh out loud. Wait, what did that have to do with anything? She says, your comment back reminds me why I don't entertain or try to talk to dudes. He said, I barely even know you. I'm just supposed to be like, hey, here you go. Go handle that. She was like, okay, don't text me, please. Thank you. What? She wanted him to offer her money, and he didn't. Good for him. (laughs) Shit. But so what I guess I wanted to talk about was just situations where women feel entitled to things because you're some women not all women because i don't do that shit but some women do like feel like well he's going out with me so like but they're not gonna ask you directly they're gonna say this is what's going on so that you'll be like hey here's five hundred dollars handle that men created that (laughs) men created that monster T.I., it ain't tricking if you got it. <laughs> T.I. really got it. Like, he didn't define what got it mean. He did not. Got it means you got multiple cars. Mm-hmm. Got it means that you cannot work for a whole year and still pay for whatever you need to pay for. Like, T.I.'s version of got it is different than these dudes' version of got it. Yes. These dudes' version of got it is I just got my check. <laughs> is I just got paid on Friday. Is I got my income taxes. <laughs> that's what got it is for these dudes so you got dudes out here on the plenty of fish level 
tricking out here for these women, and so they sending me messages talking about some. Yeah, just don't have rent. All right then. <laughs> what, what you gonna do after that? I got some homeless shelter resources if you need them. I'm a therapist. I know where they at. I know where you can go. Children and you folks. It might be some might be some drug use around the environment, but you know they try to keep it out of the like the facility. I hate when people do that shit. Like don't drop hits with me. That makes me angry. I had a friend that. <laughs> Let's see, how can I? She gave up custody of her children to go do something that she wanted to do, which I thought was a stupid idea. And anybody with any common fucking sense knows it's a stupid idea. You're going to give custody to a nigga you say you can't stand just so you can go be 20 something and you in your 30s. I digress. So she ends up not fulfilling what she ran out here to do comes back get the kids on a like a she get visitation now because she gave up custody so they're visiting with her and she was it text message she texted me and was like yeah man asked me how i was doing i never hear from her so i was like okay i'm cool how are you well you know just trying to figure out what i'm gonna do because i got the kids this week and you know, I it, it I don't have no enough money and so I was just like, Oh dang, well, you think about calling your mama or you know, seeing if their dad can help you out. You know he ain't gonna help because he won't you know, he like for me to be struggling because he hates me and all of this and I was like, Well you I like him, like you'll you'll figure it out and she like stopped saying anything. And what it is is I know that I was supposed to be like, Oh girl, I'll help you with your kids them ain't my damn kid. Guess what? I don't have no kids because I can't afford no kids. So I didn't run out here and had no niggas. And then I, for you to say that you don't have enough money for your kids sound crazy to me because this is something you should be planning for all the time. They're your kid. That's like a permanent situation. That ain't no temporary shit. Like, I hate when people do that shit. Like, if you all come out and ask me, you will be out here fucked up if you think i'm gonna take a hint and be like hey listen it's one of two ways old people that haven't been in your life and don't communicate with you come back into your life (laughs) one of two ways to borrow money (laughs) or to do some old bullshit pyramid scheme shit oh yeah hey wake up now hey you should be here hey all them them travel schemes (laughs) like those are the reasons old people come out the woodworks like i had this dude i used to work with at papa john's and you know we was real cool and he always been about his business and he came out of nowhere and asked me to borrow money and i'm like you know what i got money you know i valued our relationship before he said he gonna give it back cool let him borrow the money what i feel like to him i became is a cash cow somebody he can come to every time he need money and not pay him back because the next time he came to me he was like I need, you know, $150. And I was like, no, you in debt. <laughs> you in debt, brother. And I'm not a loan shark. If you want $150 more, you got to go to a cash loan place. <laughs> but, but me, I need my $100 back before I can invest in you. Like that $100 was an investment in trust. <laughs> I trusted you to pay me back. You didn't pay me back. So now I can no longer support whatever it is you need this money for. Yeah. You know? But men 
I mean, it ain't exclusively men's fault, but men being the ones in power mm -hmm. over the oppressed group of women have created the rules. I don't understand people that like, I don't like feeling like I owe people something. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like that feeling of like being in debt to somebody. I also don't trust niggas that I don't really know to not be like, I gave you that money. So now I mean, I, we're going to get to this, but I can't trust him not to give me a Bill Cosby special at happy hour now because he feel like I gave her all this money. I mean, <laughs> I need some return on my money. Like man. I don't trust people enough i guess well what a woman like that is looking for is somebody to scam that's yeah. just a scam she's on plenty of fish or whatever message exchange with 20 dudes yeah and she's doing that with all 20 dudes and she's hoping that some of them dudes is gonna come through and with some the loop. of them will you know with the loop. it's it's the same thing like it's the same thing for sex i mean for men men want sex day one with that and those kind of women want money day one you know like if y'all both want that you gotta pay and you gotta give sex <laughs> that's just how it gotta happen on day one otherwise you gotta get to know a person you gotta you communicate gonna, with a person how you gonna get mad at him because he he didn't even say nothing fly out of the way he was like i'm sure you'll work it out well, see, this is the thing. I say <laughs> men created that culture, but like those men, oh, the no, chicken if you, you got mean. it, man. Yeah, yeah. So what's happening is those women who are talking to the ain't chicken if, chicken you, got if you got it, men <laughs> are creating the culture of those men being so much more resistant to that kind of dialogue, mm -hmm. to the what can you get for me? Even we need to go out to dinner. You know, we need to go out to dinner, but we're going Dutch. <laughs> That's what we doing. <laughs> I'm putting that out immediately. You know what I'm saying? Like anytime I go on a date, my mom always told me make sure you have money to pay for your food, and that's something that I've always stuck to. Because if I get there and you decide that you know we gonna go there, if it's not something that we discussed beforehand, because like I have friends who always assume like, oh, he gonna pay for me to eat? Is he? <laughs> like, I mean, okay, because what you gonna do if he don't? Cause now you got <laughs> pay for this food so kind of way. If I invite you somewhere, I'm going to try to pay. Not everybody like that though. What I'm saying, what I'm saying, that's me. <laughs> if, if we go somewhere, I'm going to, I'm going to pay. Mm -hmm. That's the plan. But like I went to I went to an ice cream shop with somebody the other day, mm -hmm. and I was going to pay for the ice cream. It was three dollars, so I paid for the ice cream. She wasn't comfortable with that, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm not going to press it. Because some people, one, don't like taking things from people. Mm -hmm. Women don't like taking things from men. Yep. Women don't like to feel that men have some kind of leverage over them. Yep. And some women just, they can do it on their own so they don't need a man to do that. And I, I don't I don't try to portray that I, I want to do that or I need to do that or I have to do that. I'm doing it because I'm a man and you're a woman. You know, In most instances, I do it because I invited you to this place mm -hmm. and, and I'm going to pay. And... I pay for early dinners because I feel like men should invest early in the relationship for what they're going to get from women later in the relationship. I feel like men always need to invest as much as they can. But like in the beginning, mm -hmm. in the courting phases, I think the responsibility and leverage need to be on the men to to nurture what a woman can feel about him. You know, that being said, if I go out with you two or three times and it just seemed like 
That's, that's all a free you meal. Want. We just want to go. No more. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I you got going... friends that do that shit. That just go. if I don't, if I don't like you, I'm not gonna go out with you. Like I'm not gonna just go out with you to get a free meal because I feel like that's really fucked up. But I have friends that do that. That will go out with somebody that they know they're not interested in or they know they don't find attractive just so they can get a free meal. Well, I mean, I ain't doing it. <laughs> I mean, if if I feel like you just getting free meals, the next step for me. If I still, you know, want to be in your circle is we going to parks, <laughs> you know, I'll invite you over here. If I happen to be cooking something for myself already and it's going to be enough for you, too. <laughs> you know, I'm that's just them the routes I'm taking next It's like clearly restaurant life ain't the life I need to, to practice with this person versus this person don't have a problem with paying for their own food, you know, and. It's not like it's a burden on me because I don't make the kind of decisions to go to spend money at places that I can't afford That's to go another. to. Like if I if if we go to a restaurant, you can get whatever you want on the menu. You know, I'm fully prepared for that. You yeah. know, clearly, I understand human behavior enough to know when you're taking advantage of the situation. If you go get a lot of lobster, exactly. Like. <laughs> How many times you been here, and how many times you done order lobster? Because this, I have a feeling this is the first time you've ordered lobster if you've been here before. It is because this is GAP. I ne I always try to get something. I never go to like the highest thing on the menu. I rarely will get like a steak because steaks are. Or if I get a steak, it's gonna be like the lower end. Because I don't. I just don't. I don't like feeling like even if that's not my intent, I don't want it to ever be perceived that I'm trying to take advantage of somebody. So like, you know, I I'm conscious of these things when I'm making those kind of decisions. So I would never go out on a date and order lobster. If I, I just, bring now you, we stay together for a while and it's like anniversary, I'm getting the fuck out of that lobster. But like early on, I just don't feel like I should be asking you to invest like that much in a situation that neither one of us know if it's gonna like how it's gonna turn out. If I take you to somewhere where the highest thing on the menu is forty dollars, I'm prepared to pay for it. Otherwise, like I would have took you to Bonefish Grill. Yeah. If and I'm prepared to pay forty dollars. If I was prepared to pay a max of thirty dollars, I would took you to Red Lobster. <laughs> if I was prepared to pay a max of twenty dollars, I took you to Applebee's. Two for twenty. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> if I was prepared to pay around ten, eleven dollars, I'd take you to a little Mediterranean grill in the area. Oh yeah. You know, like there are different places I can choose to go mm -hmm. that will cap how much I will spend. Them the kind of decisions I make. <laughs> I don't take you somewhere where it got all these options and limit your options. I wouldn't do that. I would just go to somewhere where the most expensive thing is eight ninety nine. So <laughs> Whatever. And it ain't like it ain't McDonald's. Like it's purple onion. <laughs> you know oh, what I'm saying? I, it ain't McDonald's, <laughs> but it's still like a it's the place that everybody here say go to. Oh yeah. You know, when you hear it, so it's like it's bomb. cheap. So it's like, you know, purple onion is, is a place where, where we could go have a good conversation mm -hmm. and you know everything costs less than ten dollars. Them baker potatoes are amazing. That exactly. barbecue chicken, this shit is amazing. So like don't change up how the experience is when you there. Don't limit. Just yeah. don't go places that have the option to spend that much money. Like, I dudes get caught so much in trying to show it externally that they have it going on but somehow. You don't like not to that extent sometimes because it ain't cute if you got to stay and wash dishes because you can. Listen, man, the know. way you get a woman, men, the way you get a woman is the way you got to keep her. Yep. Okay. You might as well be your purple onion self. Yep. 
And if she accepts you for that, she'll definitely enjoy you in them other places when you upgrade. Yeah. And if, Don't, you, if she can't accept purple onion, then you need to leave that bitch alone. Anyway, purple onion is amazing. And purple onion is our local place. It just represents somewhere in your area that is like a low cost place to eat. Yeah. That's like a hometown kinda, environment. But you it's know? nicer than like McDonald's. Yeah, it's not fast food. Yeah, purple onion is like Mediterranean, yeah. Greek so, type food. And women, if you need a man to take you somewhere fancy to show you that he knows how to wine and dine, he might be all right with that. But as far as I'm concerned, your ass can go. <laughs> Leave. Go find him. I ain't the one. I take look. I take women to good restaurants when I want a good ass steak from that restaurant. Yeah. You know, most of the time it don't be because I'm trying to show you off. <laughs> it ain't because I'm trying to show you that I got it like that. It be like, look, I need a J. Alexander steak today. If you're going with me, come on. If you're not, I'm getting a steak anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you ever get a text message exchange like that, run quickly in the opposite direction. That bitch, was, how you gonna get mad at him because he was being optimistic about your situation, but wasn't offering you money, and y'all don't even. That's why I don't have no dude in my life. You is absolutely right. That attitude is exactly why you don't have a dude in your now, life. Now, if you want to be a new enrollee in Mr. On Point School of Petty. Oh, uh, here we go with this What you're going to do <laughs> is at the very end of that conversation that they had, be like, oh, I didn't understand what you meant. I'll send you money to Walmart through Western Union and have her go take her ass to Walmart <laughs> and wait and delete and block her number. Delete and block her profile. She at Walmart now. Just wait. Hood winked than a motherfucker. <laughs> so petty ass bamboozled oh my god if y'all have a question <laughs> that you would like for us to answer the show you can send it in to our website or our gmail account which is conversation artists at gmail.com uh you want to talk about these teachers out here fucking students yep i got two 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 stories same situation so these fuck ass teachers and one story and here's what and I've talked about this before, like the double standard of this situation, because the comments under the stories vastly different. OK, so let's start with the 15 year old. And like, I think she's 33. Old. So a 33 year old woman was caught having sex at two o'clock. Well, giving head to a 15 year old at 2 a.m. in the backseat of her car. Police called her. She told the police he was trying to seduce her. His pants were down, ma'am. That no, that is not a no. That's not a valid excuse. He he, I wasn't doing anything. He was trying to seduce me. I explain why you got this little nigga out at two o'clock in the morning in the back of your car with his pants down. That doesn't him him trying to seduce you. Like why would you agree to meet up with a fifteen year old at two a.m.? But so fucked up situation. But underneath the comments. Niggas was like, I wish my teachers was this fine when I was 15. And, oh, that little nigga getting hair from this. Like, big up in this 15-year-old. Which I just find so fucked up. That lady prayed on him. He's 15. That's the society we live in. It's so fucked up. Because on the flip side, you got this grown-ass man in another state who is caught on camera giving a 10-year-old boy candy for kisses. So he 
he get a little boy a piece of candy every time he kisses the little boy to keep him from I guess telling about what was and who the fuck knows what else would have happened had the them not caught him because I'm sure that was just a prelude to what was to come now under that story oh he's disgusting he's terrible he's the worst kind of person ever uh he, he should be locked up and killed and all of this shit but the woman giving hand to the 15 year old eh. I mean as it pertains to sex in our society and the roles of men and women in sex I think sex is perceived as something that men do to women mm-hmm. you know and so even if it is a young boy that is participating in the sexual act I think the perception that those men have is that you're doing this to this woman you know what I'm saying instead of her doing it to him because he's 15 well I mean the the line drawn is age you know what I'm saying like the line that's the only line drawn if he was 16 it wouldn't be preyed upon the only really in a state where 16 is legal age but he but if it was reversed he she could be 16 and it'd be a grown man and it would still be like oh my god he's disgusted why would he be fucking with this 16 year old girl even though it may be legal in the state well, and it isn't considered it's still gonna be viewed differently. but i think that's that's the double standard and I the know, double standard ain't saying. gonna change it's, it's like because sex is something that men do to women even when a young man does it to an older woman and was preyed upon, it's, it's approached with less intensity. But because sex is already something that men do to women, when an older man does it to a younger woman, oh man, the gap of intensity is huge. Because not only did a man that does this thing to woman do it, but he manipulated somebody. But I also think that goes into the oppression of women. That goes into how just naturally helpless we believe women are how naturally that a woman automatically was preyed upon you know even if she might have made that decision herself so you know and then the age gap keeps us from being able to even give that person the opportunity to make that decision in a lot of instances you know like even if they are of age even if they were 16 and 16 is the age of consent and the man is 50 we still won't allow that 16 year old Mm-mm. to have been able to make that decision. Nope. We still gonna blame that 15 year old. And in a lot of cases, even if that person was 20 and a 50 year old or 25 and a 50 year old, we still have that stigma on age as it pertains to sexual interaction. With women though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, that that's the double it's standard. It's so fucking ridiculous because I find both of those stories equally as disturbing. This is a grown ass 33 year old woman who's married and got kids and she out here fucking with her students. And who's to say he the first student she done did this to? Like I just, it and it irritates me so much. Like I had so many people on my timeline talking about uh, I wasn't this lucky when I was in school. Like I had a crush on a teacher and I wish I would have been able to get her. Like the idea that sex is something that men do to women is what creates that dialogue. The so idea that he believes that he would be the one seducing his teacher, even in all of those instances. That Which, 15-year-old boy probably thought like that, too. The 15-year-old boy probably thought I'm like sure that, too. he did. Yeah, he probably th- I'm sh- telling all his friends. Here's my thing about adults that do this shit you work at a school like let's forget about the fact that it's icky let's just talk about the fact that you work among these young people and you know that all they do all day is talk 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 
So how do you really think that you're going to be able to carry on a sexual relationship with this 15-year-old and it never come out? That he's going to keep his mouth shut and it'll never come out? He can't. He's 15. He's going to brag about this to his friends. Well, either this was the first time all of this happened or he was keeping his mouth shut and they just got caught because they was a suspicious vehicle out on the road i mean that who i feel like it probably was in the beginning stages like i feel like it always they not gonna keep quiet they not they're gonna tell somebody and then that person either gonna be mad that it ain't them or that they're gonna be like oh my god that shouldn't be happening and it's gonna get around and eventually get back i feel like this is probably a situation where it was just kind of starting off maybe and they got caught because yeah who and then you park somewhere at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> what was his pain? Did he just sneak out of the house? Or how he get out of the house? 15 year olds do that shit all the time. It's not my 15 year old. My 15 year old gonna be the fuck in the house at two o'clock in the morning. Not if they sneak out in your ass, well, don't know. Uh, oh, okay. So you saying he may have snuck. I'm tell. saying that it's a bunch of ways for a kid to be somewhere at 2 o'clock yeah. that you can't control unless you got his ass chained beat up. This shit out then DHR come to take your kids. Well, depending on how you beat the shit out of them, DHR gonna come and take your damn kids then. I ain't gonna leave no marks. <laughs> oh, you gonna be one of them, huh? I ain't gonna leave no you marks. You gonna keep your kids from school? <laughs> well, not leaving marks. Not leaving marks is appropriate discipline. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like hiding marks. <laughs> you get your kids took away. Oh yeah. Keeping them out of school and shit. That's a problem. Out of school. Well, in this case, she needed to keep his ass out of school because school is where he was getting into trouble. Listen, if your kid, if your 15 year old kid out getting hair from a teacher, you failed somewhere along the line. Did I fail? I don't know. How? How did she, how did the parent fail? So should every 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 15 year old gonna go out here and get kid get hair from their teacher? No. Well, what's the variable? I Is the variable know. what you've learned about that kind of stuff? I, I personally like feel with, like with the okay, you just said the way that our society standards are when it comes to boys, men, and sex. I don't feel like every 15-year-old gets the opportunity to make the decision about whether or not they want to do this. Like, I don't think that this is a dilemma that comes up for every 15-year-old. So I don't think it's a question of whether the ones who have better parenting are going to say no and the ones who got some issues with, with the parent in the house going to say yes. I think it's a situation where probably, one, the teacher saw something in him that he she knew he would be with it like i feel like most 15 year olds that were presented with this opportunity regardless of how good the parenting is they hormonal as fuck and she's an attractive teacher an adult like i feel like that would have been a difficult decision for any 15 year old to make even if he had the greatest of parenting well let me say this i believe that there is a difference in a young boy raised by the dudes making the comments under the video talking about I wish that was me. Yeah. And boys that were raised by dudes saying that's disgusting. No adult should take advantage of a child. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. And we, me and you both know that there are an abundance oh, yeah. of those men out there that's glorifying these yeah. things to the point that if they 15 year old was in that situation they might look at it and be like okay this is happening it's finna happen yeah my daddy gonna be proud of me yeah type shit so but i feel like even if you had it because i mean if if you have kids that are raised in great household that make stupid ass decisions i think the very old but here is he 15 and like if an older attractive woman is hitting on a 15 year old regardless of the fact that because a lot of times when we talk to kids about like adults not touching them we look at it more like young kids you know 15 year olds think they fucking half grown anyway so i feel like you could have a child that grew up in a household where the parents were very 
forward about like these situations and how that ain't cool but when faced with it and you hormonal and horny and it's beautiful teachers like trying to get at you i don't know that's part of the reason why she fucked up for preying on a kid his prefrontal cortex is not developed enough for him to be like this is wrong yes i'm hard but i shouldn't do this well that contrasts <laughs> with your kid being one that wouldn't be doing this you saying that 15 year olds probably gonna get hair from teachers if offered <laughs> so you ain't gonna be able to do it your kid your kid gonna be getting hair from their teacher and I'm gonna fuck that teacher up except it's just gonna be at 6 o'clock when don't nobody ask no questions instead of 2 in the morning cause your kid gonna be smarter than this nigga when I find out I ain't even I'm gonna have a conversation with him but the teacher it's gonna be a problem you ain't gonna do shit you crazy as shit over my child yes I will go to jail over a kid my kid specifically yes you disgusting as fuck you gonna prey on my son because you unhappy at home or because you got whatever the fuck it is that you got going on no Mm -mm. nope but that's always a problematic dialogue with me what the the dialogue of i'm gonna do something to this person because they did it to my kid why is it problematic because now your ass in jail well and the teacher in the classroom next don't give me your kid head now and you can't protect them now because you took yourself out the picture you think that it's two teachers no what i'm saying is the dialogue about when men when when a daughter something happened to a daughter and mm-hmm. a lot of men be like i kill him i'll do this to him i'll do this to him well what you're saying is that you're going to put yourself in a position to be removed out of this young girl's life that needs you there to protect her you can't protect her from over exaggerating in this one moment and killing this man I or putting yourself in a position she to go to jail die. she won't die no attempted murder you still go to jail for half your damn life i keep it to where to be an assault level and i feel like i probably get away with it considering the fact that she fucked my child you're not gonna get away with we'll it. see i guess we're gonna hopefully we never have to find out because hopefully my kids ain't the kid that teachers be trying to fucking pray on because again i think the variable is the fact that every kid is not faced with this dilemma Every kid, you went to school, your whole school career never had a teacher approach you. Every dude that I know in my life went to school their entire career and never had a teacher approach them to try to fuck them. Like, I don't think it happens enough to say that it's a, the variable is going to be the parenting. I think it's kids don't be faced with. This is not like a normal thing that a child is to be faced with. Well, a variable I'm going to introduce is that there are some kids that are fucking sociopathic and charismatic enough to be the ones that can draw that parent that adult in depending on the personality type and profile of that adult now that's not to say that it's acceptable Mm -mm. but that's just to say that there's a lot of layers on this stuff like ted bundy ted bundy was so charismatic Uh he probably could have fucked some of his teachers if he wanted to probably you know what i'm saying i I mean instead he chose to fuck their bodies but you know to each his own I have never I, and I work with like teenage boys and some of them are very charismatic and some of them you know I have to get together about like what this situation is and what it isn't because I look younger and look more around you know what I'm saying so I ain't never had a situation where I was like whoo that little 15 year like I don't understand that like I don't give a fuck how can he's still 15 at the end of the day so there's something wrong with you that's what I'm saying. Yes, that it's you are able to be susceptible to a, that, a charismatic that, 15 I mean, year old it's an endless number of variables that could create a person with the kind of personality that can be easily swayed by somebody that's even a young person that's you know what I'm saying so like ridiculous. it's unfortunate I mean if a 15 year old was selling lemonade 
they could get some people to come buy lemonade that wasn't going to buy lemonade beforehand. Yeah, it just support. In, that's well, what in me extreme, to support. In, in, in some extreme <laughs> circumstances, as we see, and I believe that that can happen. I'm I not mean, saying that's the case, but I mean, I don't know. It's just hard for me to see. These situations will definitely be prosecuted differently, I feel like. That they definitely going to be prosecuted differently. The dude and the 10-year-old is going to get way harsher of a punishment than this teacher with this 15-year-old. It's just hard for me to say. I mean, it's just hard for me to think that soon as a teacher get her class she'd be like i'm gonna fuck that boy on row three seat two <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> it's just hard for me to think that a teacher does that but like but think about how i mean it <laughs> at 15 you see this child for uh, this amount of time like once a day for the duration of a school year that is not a lot of amount. like to me that is not enough time for you to get so sucked in that you fucking a 15 year old Cause this is during a ca- a school calendar year, and you're 15, so that means he's going to different class. So this means you see this boy for like 50 minutes a fucking day, and in those 50 minutes for the, however long the school year is, you got so enthralled to this 15 year old that at the end of the school year, you get caught in an empty parking lot in the back seat with him giving him head by the police. And now your whole teaching career is out the window. You finna serve time. Your marriage probably over. Your kids got to deal with the fact that they mom is out here fucking students. Like, that's just crazy to me. Same way with this um this motherfucking pedophile with the ten year old boy. You got this boy in your class, and you just get so enthralled with this ten year old that you're like, you know what? I'm gonna get some candy. That ain't even the biggest problem in this case to me. With the right. one with the boy? Yeah. That ain't even the biggest problem. The biggest problem is he had been making real creepy requests from the school. You know what I'm saying? He he was requesting for specific kids to be in his class and shit. <laughs> and the school had cameras, but they positioned the camera in his class specifically to catch this. How long was the school going to wait? <laughs> Fuck. I mean... God damn. They was waiting. They should have fired his ass for being creepy as shit. Like, would they wait for him to be fucking a boy in the damn janitor's closet? So. That was my biggest issue. Like, what levels of how you protect kids show up? They had to see this man on camera giving a boy a kiss. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They could have missed that opportunity. And that just goes back. See, this, you know, shit like this make me want to homeschool my kids, which I know is not good because they need the social interaction that school provides. But it's like... You teach your kid about bad touches and good touches, but like, I don't, would you think to be like, kisses are included in that? Like, they should be kissing you and giving you candy. Well, like, you should definitely know who shouldn't be kissing you. <laughs> yeah. It definitely shouldn't be your fucking teachers. I think you, first off, I think you need to teach kids about your personal space, your personal bubble. This is your bubble. Mm-hmm. Nobody should come into your bubble if you're not comfortable with them coming into your bubble. But a ten year old who getting candy what might become comfortable now because I'm I'm gonna I want this candy. Ten, well, first, well, first off, off, ten is pretty old to be falling for the old candy trick. Well, first it? off, t- strangers got the best candy. Okay, <laughs> that That's is just, fucking that terrible. That is just true. <laughs> and you could go buy you a Hershey bar from CVS. <laughs> and it's good, but it ain't better than a stranger's can't Hershey bar. That okay, is, and that could be taken so many different ways, and that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. But so maybe a ten year old will fall But I feel like if you give your child a base of knowing when your bubble is and what's comfortable, they'll at least know when they're uncomfortable. Don't do it now. If you if you ain't taught your child that you shouldn't be willing to sell your ass for a piece of candy, 
then see you got other issues but the base of that needs to be boundaries the second need to be appropriate touches appropriate interaction between power dynamics because the issue in school is a power dynamic because even if you teach your kid that shit a part of you also teach your kid to do what they say at school yeah so if the damn teachers say do this and it infringe on that bubble personal space but they still supposed to be doing what the teachers say do you your kid fucked up i would like to say he was not selling his ass he was selling kisses <laughs> he was selling kisses listen it's kisses off camera it's ass in the janitor's closet off camera okay that's what I'm saying. Like we don't know how far this would have got with know. the school. But he, but uh, again, a ten year old, I don't feel like it's gonna be like. Well, if I do this, he gonna expect more. He's just gonna be like, well, shit. Let me get this. Did you know that they have fast. gummy bears the size of babies? Mm-hmm. If he bought that motherfucker to school, you think that kid <laughs> wouldn't be giving up no ass in the janitor's closet <laughs> for a gummy bear? I hope no, not. No, not for a gummy bear. For a gummy bear the size of a small fucking human. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, you fuck. know they got like ten pound Hershey bars out here. Yeah, I've seen it. I wouldn't. The gummy bear would get me. I don't eat chocolate. So. Of course, of course, it wouldn't get you, but it would get a ten year old in the janitor's closet giving up ass for candy. I hate you so much. I'm just Why saying. do you have to like put it in those terms? <laughs> I hate you because kids are immature. They don't know they shit. Are. And the wrong one. That kid is a kid that don't know no better than the kids they teach you. Yeah. Because I know I would have knew better than to be seen kissing the teacher in school. But they from weren't. Other peers. But he was he, the only one in was, the class. It was on camera. Yeah, it was. He wasn't in front of the student. I didn't student. see nobody else. I wasn't paying attention. It, that wasn't nobody else in there. Oh shit! No. So it wasn't. He wasn't doing it in front of his peers. He was doing it in the quietness of this empty ass room to get this candy. Hell no! <laughs> Look. I ain't saying don't let your kids eat candy. Hey, guess what? As much as my ass eat candy, my kids gonna have plenty. You don't need to get no fucking candy from nobody. There's plenty in the pantry. Just gonna get you some. I mean, you need to fuck fuck the candy component. You need to teach your kids that. Don't give up ass. Don't give up ass for nothing. (laughs) And ass means kisses too to grown motherfuckers (laughs) that don't supposed to be touching you. (sighs) What you need to be is like, listen, kids, don't have this kind of interaction with your teachers because you don't want mom and daddy to go to jail that's because that's, what, that's yeah, what's gonna happen gonna okay happen. you will lose your family <laughs> <laughs> traumatize them fuck them up because the younger my child it like 15 and a, a female teacher fucking my son i'm gonna be i will probably i will whoop her ass I, and i would get an assault choice my five-year-old and you doing shit so i feel like i we and you might die i might lose might go in with the idea of i'm just gonna assault you and you might die accidentally because i went too far like i know like sitting here that that's not the solution and that we should let the courts handle it and blah 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 but you done fucked my child up now because now i gotta deal with the the repercussions of what your actions has done to this this child who was perfectly fine before i did my job as a parent to make sure that i was raising a well-rounded kid and then here your bitch ass pedophile ass come fucking my shit up so now i'm gonna fuck your shit up because now that that don't go away because you get locked up i still got to deal with this child potentially having nightmares potentially having issues as they grow from this and of course i'm gonna get them counseling and do all the things that i can do for my end but it don't change the fact that this is now a permanent part of my child because you are a fucking disgusting ass human being and because of that i don't know 
maybe I'll be able to get talked out of it before I run off to where they at and fuck them up. Maybe I'll be serving some time in jail. I hope not. (laughs) Rationally, I know that that's not the answer, but like, I just feel like because I've seen what child molestation does to people, that's a lifelong thing. You have to deal with that your whole life. Like it don't end with the event. It doesn't end with somebody coming in and rescuing you. That is something that you have to deal with forever. And because I know that, I'm going to have to fuck you up now because I don't want you to serve 10 years and get out. Because guess what? My kid's not going to serve 10 years. My kid's going to have this lifelong issue now. My kid going to always have these memories now. It's it's a life term for him. So guess what? It should be a life term for you too, motherfucker. Perhaps. So that would be difficult for me, I think. Especially because of the power dynamic between like a five-year-old and this grown-ass man. Again, the 15-year-old and the third three-year-old, I'm going to be upset about that. But to prey upon like a little, like I just... With kids that young, it turns out to be, you know, a monitoring issue, which is the biggest fucking situation when it happens from a person that you thought you could trust. Yep. And you end up not being able to trust them. Yep. You know, because most of this shit happened between family members. And people that you know. Yeah, like, so it's not shit that you really expect, but you end up having to deal with. Um, Ben Carson out here tripping. It ain't like he hadn't been tripping at any point in us knowing him in the limelight. Like, he was doing some good ass shit when we didn't know who the fuck he was. When he was a surgeon, mm-hmm. but this shit making me think surgery easy as fuck. <laughs> like that's what Ben Carson is making me. That's how he's making me feel. Like how the fuck hard could it be? It's brain surgery. To do it? It's ben yeah. Carson out here bullshitting. But what Ben Carson said was that poverty is largely a state of mind. Ben he Carson. said if you take a person that has everything and take it all away from them, they get everything back. If you take a person that has a mentality to uh, the right mentality you could take everything from them and they can get it right back if you give put another person in a, with a mentality that don't that have the wrong mentality you give them everything and they'll be right back to nothing ben carson is in the second place he is and if you haven't seen get out you're not gonna understand that reference if you have if you have you're gonna totally understand. he's most definitely in the sunken place i think he stopped doing surgery and ran into the wrong motherfucker and he's been in the sunken place ever since (laughs) because that is the most ridiculous that that takes away from the black experience in america that takes away from the fact of what being born into poverty looks like and how getting out of it is so difficult that take like and being cursed did he grow up poor yeah Nigga, so that means that you know lots of people who made an attempt. You were lucky enough to get out. You acting like you got out because you so amazing. Yeah, he isolated himself to make it seem like he just somebody with the right mentality. No, and got out because of him when he used all of these programs that the current administration are get cutting rid of. to be there. <laughs> and the thing, this is my thing. What Ben Carson said ain't wrong, but it don't have shit to do with poverty. Nope. You know, it do have stuff to do with the individual temperaments that a people had person has and their individual habits and maybe they upbringing. But you can't ascribe that to a whole culture of poverty. Poverty in the black community is because motherfuckers couldn't live where business thrived. You know, once they were freed as slaves, mm-hmm. even long after that, they've black people have been thwarted from 
retail, not retail, but uh, real estate areas that the business is like. Shit, that's happening with schools. Do you see what's happening in Gardendale? Where they're trying to rezone yeah. it? They rezone it Gardendale because because they bus in kids from more prominent black areas mm-hmm. because it's a county school. They want to be a city school so that they can not have those kids bust yeah. in. And the judge only granted it because they thought that the school would take it out on the black kids if they were forced to continue to be bust in. Mm-hmm. So I understand that rationale, but I don't think I would have done it. Yeah. Because the kid, the black kid that's busted in, they just feel like because it's such massive legislation, mm-hmm. she felt like it would be a it would be a threat to them to keep that. But Ben Carson and people like Ben Carson that continue to spew the rhetoric of it's like pull yourself up by your bootstraps. That's essentially what he is saying. He, he, forget, just, he forgot where he came from, yeah. forgot what made him. And I think that he's so desperate to fit in with the group of people that he want to fit in with now that don't represent the mass group of people. And they don't give he's a willing fuck about him. They use him to say the things that they know if they said they would get flack for. He getting flack, but not as much flack as if somebody white said this shit. That he being used the same way Stacey Dash was. And you see what the fuck happened when they didn't need her no more put out and <laughs> go on now like i just don't understand being it's just like if you see them videos on youtube where black people be talking shit about black people mm-hmm. and all you see under the comments is i agree just white a bunch people. of white yeah. people yeah. i agree i agree because they can't say it yep and so they use black people as the trojan horse Pretty for much. bullshit that yeah. they wish they could say but can't they just get a black person that agree with their way of thinking and say this is right not to mention that that's the only black person you've been able to find in five or six years that would say that yep. shit they don't look at all black people experiences and say you know i may need to rethink my understanding because their vantage point is this they be like i found one black person with my vantage point yep so i'm gonna use that to believe what i want to believe yep the fuckery ridiculous um so in (laughs) y'all know i ain't got no kids um and i'm older and the older that you get and you start trying to have kids as a woman there's a lot more that comes with that so i saw this story about these this couple that tried for 17 years to conceive and were unsuccessful until here recently well when they finally conceived they conceived sextuplets and that it means that they had six babies at one time. And let me just tell you something. If I, because I'm probably going to be around 35, 36 when I had my first kid. If I had sex tuplets, I would be mad as fuck. You hear me? I would be like, can y'all like, can we just take this one? Or maybe these two? And then y'all can find homes for these four because we kind of didn't sign up for this. You signed the fuck up for it. I did not sign it. up for no six babies. If you have sex, you signing up for all the potential shit that can come along sex with it. Sex tuplets never happen naturally. They were doing a bunch of like uh, fertility treatments because they were having so much trouble and that's why they ended up with then sex Then if tuplets. you choose to do fertility <laughs> treatments that in the minimal chances can end up in sex tuplets, you are signing up for that shit. Well, guess what? Adoption is real. <laughs> I can't do. Do you understand that 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 six? You know, babies already don't sleep through the night when you bring them home. You already know that you have to get up at like every every two hours to feed them. It's two of you, right? So that's four hands. 
you got six babies that are gonna be crying at the same time. You have six babies that sometimes gonna need to be changed. Pampers gonna need to be changed at the same time. That means you gonna have six kids that are terrible too at the same time. You gonna have six kids going off to kindergarten at the same time. You gonna have and figuring out how to make friends and lose friends. And they like Susie, but they don't like me. And mommy, why they don't like me, but they like John. And then you gonna have six teenagers at the same damn time. And you gonna have six high school graduations at the same time and six tuitions potentially at the same time and then six college graduations at the same time and then who the fuck knows which of these little niggas are going to want to go on and get more education than just the best that is a fucking lot of money not to mention you're going to like three of them a lot and the other three you ain't going <laughs> to like at all but you got to pretend like you like all of them the same <laughs> that happens <laughs> i could imagine that like that's just a lot like i i just I would like to think that, you know, Jesus knows me enough to know that I don't know that that's something I could take. Six kids at one. Oh, my God. Well, Jesus said he ain't going to put you through nothing you can't handle. Exactly. So he know I can't handle no. But if he put you through it, you can handle it. You six, just don't believe it. Six kids and two dogs. Well, yeah, because Kingston will probably still be around. Six kids and two dogs. Yeah. You and gonna, then I'm already I can't even imagine what being pregnant with six kids was like for her like I already feel like I'm gonna probably be the pregnant lady that my husband is like I can't wait till she had these goddamn kids cause she getting on my nerves mm -hmm. like I feel like that's already gonna be the case to have six babies kicking at you and all of this <sighs> that just sounds awful they probably and, gonna be kicking each other more than kicking you you know how tightly spaced that is any movement that happened i feel like you're gonna feel that shit it's six of them in there your stomach only gonna get so damn big and you still got organs and shit that's gotta be in now uh-uh that makes that's what makes childbirth so magical is it magical yes that sounds like it a mean nightmare. it's biological but it's what bonds you to your children it sound like a nightmare <laughs> it sound like a nine-month ni nightmare. nightmare that a bunch of women endure i just feel like jesus knows i ain't one of them women so I hope one I hope when I get ready to have kids that I don't have trouble conceiving and if I do I don't know because then I got a decision to make whether or not I want to take the chance of what could every time you see somebody that has multiples like more than twins I think triplets can occur naturally but I think that's it anything more than that and it's usually a result of fertility treatments that the couple use and so that make me be like well if I can't do it on my own maybe this Jesus telling me I don't even have no why you keep saying Jesus Jesus the middleman oh God whatever but ain't Jesus is you know who died for us and so you know Jesus like to help he <laughs> Well, exactly. And the help is who you see. You don't see the man up top. You see the help. So, um, Jesus, the help don't, you know, you, he you know, everybody already probably thinks we heathen as fuck from last week's episode. Do you want to do this again? We got, we got <laughs> comment on Twitter. What did they say? Justin Ruff from Ruff's Rambling Podcast said to us on Twitter, you all inspired me. My next part, I take on the question, can you question God? But you don't know what his spiritual journey is there because he may be just as agnostic as fuck as we are. And then that would, I feel or like. Or he might be extremely religious and be asking himself, can he question God? Because he don't think he should. I mean, in my experience, extremely religious people don't question all God. All I'm saying is <laughs> it inspired somebody. Okay, it may be. It inspired other For people. some reason. <laughs> right? Thank you for that, Justin Ruff. Thank Assuming you very that your name much. Is just, it's at Justin Ruff on Twitter. Podcast group number one. That's hilarious. But I just, 
don't that just sounds like a nightmare to me six little kids at once you know i i, get, I mean it absolutely is a nightmare <laughs> like and, and i'm just saying that you sign up for it when I you do stuff that for shit when you do stuff that could potentially lead to that which is why like i said if i have trouble conceiving i'm gonna have to think real hard before we do some fertility type shit because i the most i'm willing to deal with at once is twins and the only reason i'm willing to deal with twins is because i always said if i had kids i would want two and that's two and we done i ain't gotta be pregnant ever again i ain't gotta go through all of this shit one pregnancy and we out so i could do twins anything more than that i am not because everything is so much it's you gotta have enough clothes baby clothes for three babies and then they three different little individuals and they gonna probably be maybe three different sizes so you can't even share fucking clothes because i gotta buy your big ass something different because your sibling's smaller than you it just sounds terrible so fertility treatments i feel like it's something you really have to think long and hard about because it significantly ups the possibility that you're gonna have multiples and usually it ain't multiples as in two it's multiples as in six or seven or eight like the octomom i ain't got time for that shit that is crazy as fuck whole life just ugh. Then the kids gonna be wanting to be involved. You got two that's doing soccer, one that may be a, a cheerleader. Somebody want to do dance. It's too Listen, that's cash crop. One of your kids is gonna be rich. You got to get one of your first. kids is gonna buy you a house, and it's all gonna be worth it in the you end. You got to get them there first. What you gonna kill them? I'm not saying that, but I'm saying you looking <laughs> at the the pot of gold at the end of a, it. Ain't even a rainbow. It a pot of gold at the end of a, some rapids. The pot of gold at the end of a fucking hey, <laughs> tsunami. Kid, like, look, you could you could do that. Uh, what is it, Albert Ellis? Who did that shit on? Uh, who? Which one of the psychiatrists said if you give me a kid, I can make him whatever I want to make him. I can make him a criminal. I don't think it, it ain't Ellis. Albert Ellis. Yeah, it Ellis was somebody said, diabolical. That sounds like some fucking Freud. Yeah, shit. somebody diabolical. Yeah. The motherfucker that was behind that them uh little Albert experiments. Look, with the rabbit, with the rabbit. Oh, they show him a rabbit, then like do some horrifying shit and terrifying. He, whoever did that experiment, I think he the one that said it. Yeah, but you know, you can make your kids great from trauma <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna be like, I never want to be like that. I'm gonna get rich. <laughs> Cause we gonna be poor as fuck trying to feed. Dude, that husband like- might be wealthy. I mean, well off. They did like not that. look wealthy. They look, um, I don't want to be stereotypical. They looked like they're of, from somewhere in Africa. Like they weren't, they look very, they looked African. They look like they're going to be on them commercials. <laughs> Would not have said that. <laughs> <laughs> they just look African. I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. So I just that would just be a lot i feel like that would put a, a heavy strain on my marriage because now we got to figure out how we gonna see it ain't no you know it ain't no he ain't getting up to help me feed these fucking kids like you gonna have to get up we gonna have to both get up. ain't no laying down ain't no sleeping we gonna have to both get up because there's too many of them and then with that many kids it ain't no way in the world i would be able to breastfeed so that means we gotta buy this expensive ass formula like it just sounds terrible godspeed to them and i'm glad they finally they 17 years if you keep trying that mean you really really want a kid so i'm glad they were able to conceive a shit i got you um would you 
drink a Peel Cosby special no, at your favorite bar. No, I would bar. not. And if I went out with somebody that ordered that shit for me, I'm leaving immediately. So this restaurant had <laughs> some specials, and they had a drink called Peel Cosby. What pills in it, or what looked like pills? It looked like capsules. It. it like went red on white on one side, white on the other side. And I think it was just somebody that thought they were being silly. That's what they said silly. in their statement was, "We were trying to raise awareness for rape." And date rape drugs. He full of shit, or she full of shit, or whoever made that statement is full of shit. No, you thought that this would be a way for you to profit off of this bullshit by making this drink that you thought everybody was gonna come in and order, and then you got this backlash. So now all of a sudden you some kind of rape survivor uh, activist. The fuck out of here. What you did was create liability for yourself. Hell yeah. Because if somebody used a pill Cosby drink and actually drugged it, they could blame <laughs> your ass for it. They'd be like, that, mm-mm, it was, it was, that's how the drink was. It was supposed to knock her ass out. It was supposed to knock her out. Oh my god. Like It's the stupidest thing ever. Why would you do that? Motherfuckers is using Bill Cosby <sighs> for as much as they can get from him. I think his trial just finished start. And they say they say more people done came out about that jump. I mean, at this point, Bill Cosby on his last good leg. It just I mean, I still think the vi- actual victim should be able to get some justice, but have you seen him lately? Yeah. He got one foot in the grave. Legally blind. This stuff done killed him. Yeah, but he was finna put a show up before he this. He was, but he got one foot in the grave now. Yeah. Or either either that or he's like the most amazing actor in the world, which maybe look, he may be found not guilty and come out of that bitch backflipping like, gotcha bitches. Bill Cosby didn't even act good as Heathcliff Huxtable. <laughs> he was just a silly ass fucker. That's all he was. Making faces, dancing crazy and shit. Yeah, Ghost Dad was terrible. Too. Yeah, Ghost Dad, the only shit that he did, I wouldn't even say he did good in them old ass 70s movies. Mm-mm. You know, Bill Cosby was just Bill Cosby. Yeah. He made the, the damn fat Albert and the crew. Oh, yeah. You know, so <laughs> motherfuckers gave him a chance. And he did some good shit. You know, so oh, it's, yeah, it's really did. hard to see his legacy diminishing as somebody who really wanted to model after Heathcliff Huxtable. Which I don't think modeling after Heathcliff's Huxtable is bad because if I can have a wife that's out here as a lawyer providing <laughs> us with a good ass life and I can see clients in the bottom of my house, yeah, shit. I don't know who you think I is. If you think I won't be a good ass house husband with a little business on the side, fuck you. <laughs> you don't think I'll do that. House husband. You know, Hilarious. you can model after Heathcliff Huxtable. Don't oh, model. No, don't bother Bill Cosby, Bill Cosby, but Heathcliff Huxtable, absolutely. I feel like after Heathcliff Huxtable, I feel like after the show was over, like every episode was over, he took his sweater off with a shirt that said, I'm a bad motherfucker on it, and just threw some <laughs> sunglasses on and was like, which one of y'all bitches coming with me to the bar? I feel like that's what he did after every show now. That would it really fucked up my perception hilarious. of the difference between Heathcliff Huxtable and Bill Cosby. Because I used to think Bill Cosby used to lead the set and was his Heathcliff Huxtable in his life. Now that motherfucker done took off his bad shirt, sweater, got on a bad motherfucker shirt, got on his motorcycle with a cigarette in his mouth, <laughs> going down the interstate <laughs> doing 120 miles per hour. Yeah. That's the difference in how I feel about that it is now. Hilarious. It's fucked up. It is fucked up. Uh, so Lupita, I don't know if y'all saw this, but there was a picture from Fashion Week with Lupita and 
Brianna on it and they Brianna had her sunglasses on Lapita had her little nerd glasses on they look very cute so somebody captioned the the photo and said it looked like they're about to star in a movie where Lapita is the um, tech smart best friend and Rihanna is the woman who be uh, finessing these men out of their money and people were like oh my god that would make an amazing movie oh my god they should make that into a movie and they should get uh, Ava DuVernay to, to do the script and what happened Lupita tweeted to Rihanna and was like I'm down you with it Rie? and Rihanna was like yep I forgot what she called Lupita um but so now apparently the shit is about to actually happen they are going to start in a movie where Rihanna is gonna be this woman who finesse men out of their money and Lupita gonna be her really smart best friend that helps her do it well, what I hope don't happen is Ava DuVernay start using her powers for evil. <laughs> That's what I hope don't happen because it's hard to see how you're going to make this particular movie like something that's relevant to the black experience. You know, because the movies that she's been doing are relevant to the black experience. Yeah. You know, when you talk about the 13th documentary that she did, Selma. I feel like this is a way for her to do a more comedic version of the black experience those have been very hard very serious drama based movies and this would not be this would be like a chick flick comedy what if it turns out to be something that like represents the dynamic between black relationships and black interaction somehow I just don't know how you're going to make a character that just swindles men out of money and make it look positive on the black experience and I wouldn't expect her to make this color neutral I wouldn't expect it to make it seem like, you know, they just two women that's doing this thing. Like, them being black would have to be a part of the identity of the, of the show or the movie. I mean, I don't I don't see it going. I mean, it ain't going to be BAPS. BAPS was a... <laughs> BAPS light. And I don't think it's going to be BAPS like. I don't think... I mean, Rihanna hood as fuck, like, in her real life. So, I don't know how hood her character is going to be, but... I feel like there's a way to do that without making fun of the black experience and without excluding the black experience. Well, I tell you, her character don't need to be like she is in real life. Need to be lighter than that. <laughs> Rihanna's legitimately hood. Hell yeah, she smoke weed and yeah. So like, I'm just saying. Could be like, bitch, have you seen the video for bitch better have my money? Yeah. 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 Just, just my only thing is the, the gap between what Ava DuVernay has offered versus what the plot of this situation looked like. I'm just interested in seeing how that would play out. But this would be more of a fiction. She hadn't done fiction. The, the, the movies that you just described were not fictional. So she didn't have she couldn't be creative with it at all because there are stories that exist already. And I might be guilty of being one of those people in this particular moment that has grown a, a level of expectation from her that I shouldn't have because right yeah. now I've put her on this le this level of social responsibility that I think that she's gonna be trying to tell the black people's story through not visual through arts. Yeah, but I, I and I think she can do that sometime and not be stuck at doing that all the time. There's not gonna be a way for her to do that through a movie about somebody swindling. Phones. <laughs> like, well, let me put it like this: I don't want to <laughs> see no coons like some Tyler Perry movies be out here. Having. I don't think it's gonna be cooning. That's what, what I'm, I'm saying. saying. Like I don't think. Cause she ain't Tyler Perry obviously has his own issues, deep rooted issues with black men. And so therefore that 
translates very well into his movies and so black men are like these demons especially all dark-skinned brothers the light-skinned man comes See, to save the day we don't talked about you dragging me into this bullshit you are now. a dark-skinned man though you talked about it in the context of bullshit no in in the context of tyler perry movies obviously all dark-skinned men in real life i'm saying in tyler perry's mind you is included in that because in his mind dark-skinned men are the devil and and light-skinned men are angelic obviously that's not the case so i feel like because of his own life experiences that's why his movies turn out the way obviously ava DuVernay has a more healthy view and and she has a more healthy view of like the black experience because of the, the things she chooses to make there's nothing about her movie choices that would make me feel like she's gonna go the coon route with this now tyler perry again everything he's done has the same fucking central theme through it black men dark black men ain't shit light black men are great and women are, you know, victims of this. That's been the thread through all of his shit. <laughs> so, Maybe it'd be better if she swindled a white man out of their money. But would that not be? That ain't. Does that the black experience? You feel like that would be? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it'll be a slight to you know white men that fetishize black women. I feel like she that probably will be included and in, and in, I think it's just gonna be rich men of all backgrounds probably. But the, with the white man, I can see it being because they just won't. They fetishize black women and so they're willing to pay because of that um but i think i feel like with her it's gonna be a variety of men i don't think she's just gonna be sw- she's gonna be swindling rich men because what the fuck would be the point of trying to swindling somebody who ain't got shit so we'll see we'll see so there's this neo-nazi <laughs> it's a white guy which is pretty much the definition of neo-nazi oh yeah you can't be anything Not, you, you can be white without being a neo-nazi but if you're a neo-nazi you're, you're white, white. <laughs> um and for some reason don't know why he decided to convert to islam just change his religion i mean i don't neo-nazism isn't a religion i don't know if neo-nazis look at neo-nazism like it's a religion but it's not a religion can you be a neo-nazi and have religion with considering what you believe yeah you can have religion. Okay. And neo-Nazi. Right. You can pray pray for God to help you kill the niggas. Now, whether he will answer your prayers or not, <laughs> that's up to God. That's God's. He get to make that decision. But. You can pray for whatever you want to. I know, to. I know, I know, but. I mean, I've been told that you're going to go to hell in some instances anyway. I mean, so being, calling yourself a Christian and praying. Like I wonder if slave masters are in heaven because they prayed to God and praised to God every day. You know, like does what you do? I would like. Are we gonna go up there and like, or, or like, maybe they're like in an isolated part of heaven where it's like conditional interest. But I don't think you can do things against what God told you to do, even if you are praying to Him while you're doing it. That's like saying, "Well, I prayed all the time. Yeah, I was out here stealing shit and killing folks, but I was praying constantly while I was doing it." I don't think that, considering what they did to the people under their care, I don't think them praying gonna get them out of. Because then they would have to have repented for they didn't believe what they were doing wrong. So that the repentance that's required would not be met. But I think that matters. I think perception matters, though. Like, what if they believed that the Bible at the time was reinforcing what they was doing and they believed that what they was doing was right I mean, and within that, God's word? Like, did that make a difference to I God? I don't think it does. It can't because there anybody could use that as like well this is what i believed i was going by what i believed well this you meant. That, they could do that in the court of law 
But you see, can't do that with God. That's what I'm saying. God know your heart. So if He know that you really misperceived it and you really thought that you were doing what you were supposed to do for the times, I does that make a difference? I don't think it does. I don't think it does. I mean, I think that's why it's good that the Bible say once but, you go to heaven, you forget everybody. I was just finna say because you know what? Heaven would just be like earth again. You had white people up there mad as fuck and not wanting to be around the black folks up there. Like, if that was the case and you were able to go up there with those kind of biases, instead of looking at humans as humans the way God looks at us all like humans, you got favorites or you got these biases, heaven would just be like earth. You might as well just live forever and stay down here. It's supposed to be better when you go up there. And I don't know that racist-ass people would make heaven a better place. <laughs> Black folks in heaven trying to trick their wings out. <laughs> get their wings hooked up. Get gold lace on their wings. <laughs> Spinners on the tips. Oh, God. <laughs> White oh, people trying God. to take other people's wings. Yep. You know. His wings are bigger than mine. We're going to get them. We should have the biggest wings. Exactly. Just because we're white. <laughs> but neo-Nazi don't... In Islam, I wouldn't put that together. So, <laughs> this man changed... He converted to Islam from whatever he was. And he was roomed with a bunch of like neo-Nazi friends. Like, Which uh, makes sense that they wouldn't be here for it. Hey, we're all friends. We all hate everybody but white people. Yeah. We want the white race to excel at yeah. the cost of everybody else. Let's be friends. Let's be roommates. Yeah. What they didn't expect is for their partner to turn into to, to be like, look, I'm I'm a Muslim now, okay? I am a part of the nation of Islam. See that's black see that black they wouldn't let him in there. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know why I identify Aslam Alaikum with the black movement of like the nation of Islam situation. But I don't know what it say he converted to Islam. I don't know the, the depths of, but of the religion. Regardless of the depths, I feel like that wouldn't go with, with neo Nazism and so they gonna oh, have definitely. a problem with it. So <laughs> they was mad about it and they started making fun of his religion. He shot him in the head. Oh, fuck. He participated in reverse terrorism. Wow. The first instance of reverse terrorism. That's real insensitive to say. It is. <laughs> like Technically, that'll be normal terrorism because <laughs> he was a Muslim. <laughs> like, he was just white. I just don't. <laughs> it's just funny how people will push something they believe on somebody else. And this was the thing that you believed yourself. What's hilarious about this is you were believed in neo-Nazism. You were hardcore neo-Nazi so much so that you wanted to live with other people of like-mindedness. You change your mind. They haven't changed their mind. They still believe in the thing you used to believe in. And you get mad because they still believe, you know, vehemently in the thing, in that thing. And you shoot them because they <laughs> got a problem with you changing. No, I think what I think what it means is that when he was a neo-Nazi, if a Muslim would have been talking about his religion, he would have shot them in the head <laughs> twice, too. I think that he was going <laughs> to shoot some. Listen. He was gonna shoot somebody. In, he was gonna shoot two people in the head at some point in his life. Okay, <laughs> I don't know what the reason would have been. Maybe it would have been because he got cut in the line at McDonald's. Maybe it would have been for a bunch of other reasons. But what happened was he he went to a bookstore and hold held three people hostage, and then they got him. And he turned himself into the police after that. And the other roommate that they had that wasn't there at the time, he got arrested after all of this happened because they searched his home garage. He ended up having bombs and stuff and. Stuff to make bombs anyway. 
uh, and they found dialogue on the internet like that neo-nazi shit scary man because <laughs> you don't know how many people walking through the mall with you yep that's over here next to you that's like nigga got bombs and <laughs> yeah. they bomb plans in their garage and they for you yeah like prison gonna be hard for him prison gonna be real hard for him because there's like a huge like neo-nazi faction within the prison system and i feel like there is also a huge faction of like islam but like i don't think they it, the islamic people gonna welcome his ass like and then you're gonna be on the outs with the neo-nazis from the moment you step foot in there because you killed two of they like you know what i'm saying like i don't prison gonna be difficult for him i feel like that's that's a very interesting dynamic with which to go into prison because a lot of people join neo-nazis to like for the safety that it gets because you you know you got this protection of this group that's why most people join a lot of even with the islamics in prison people join that group for protection you on the outs with both of these groups like <laughs> well he fucking up yeah i think it's gonna be bad for him in prison the last thing i got is a seventh grader received the most likely to become a terrorist award from their teacher these teachers are fucking up you fucking your students and now you calling your students terrorists well, you know or, how many teachers exist i know but shit these the are normal, huge things the like, normal worst case scenario of teachers is they just not good teachers yeah your kids still stupid after they leave the class <laughs> the extreme worst case scenario is that they they tell your kid they the most likely to be a terrorist or they, or they fuck them and go give them candy for kisses wow and like the teacher really didn't think that anybody was going to be upset. The teacher really thought that this child was going to take this award home to her parents and her parents were going to be like, oh, that's cute. Like, in what world did this seem like a good idea? I don't understand. Like, this shit, like, it create terrorists. Because yeah. a part of me want to go terrorize your ass <laughs> now. Oh, flag your ties. You know what? I wouldn't even flang your tires. You know what I'm Yo saying? No petty ass. No, this is this is enrolling the school and Mr. On Point's pettiness. <laughs> I wouldn't even flatten the tires. I set that shit up like saw. I just put some little, you know, nails right at the front of your tire so when you move it flatten your tire. So I don't even get no charge, bruh. <laughs> you just rolled over some nails that happen to be positioned at a very specific point that if you moved your car, your tires was going to burst oh boom <laughs> bitch <laughs> get that shit to my kids that, again imagine being a parent you knew it was award day maybe you couldn't come because you had to work but you excited like how much what awards did you get show me and then they pull out this shit that say most likely to become a terrorist i'm going up to the school the next day and i'm gonna turn this shit like are you fucking that, you might as well get well it wouldn't be uh most likely to become a terrorist you would get my child most likely to go to prison i guess uh most likely to become they a look robber, latino uh, they didn't need, they look latino now so their last name though did you see her name i didn't see her name her name is yeah they, they not latino damn they look latino they ain't because their last name because <laughs> the whole time i was like terrorist <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> Mm -mm. that last name one of the family like the mom or the dad maybe is the only one and maybe one of the parents is uh hispanic but that last name is not hispanic they probably would have gave me most likely to be in your children's lives or some shit 
<laughs> no, that's something positive. Obviously. I know it's positive, but the fact that you have to do that are it's a slight to the whole culture, not just you. It's like a slight to black oh, people yeah, in that's general. True. You're assuming there ain't nobody else. You most likely to be the rest of these niggas. Yeah. Won't be. I don't think that one I mean even with the the ones in high school like when you graduate I was most intelligent I think I think that's what I don't even fucking remember because it wasn't that big of a deal to me but you know the senior class they always did that where you were either most likely to or you were most this most quiet most whatever I got most intelligent I think um but we had one that was like <laughs> that caused my friend some problems <laughs> because she got uh was it biggest flirt or most likely to flirt. So her boyfriend was like, The fuck you get this award? <laughs> yeah. So that caused some issues. Like they tried to make some little cute ones when I was there. It wasn't no shit like most likely to be a terrorist though. But we did have some unconventional ones. I was nominated for most quietest. I in the school that. yeah but i don't want shit like i wanted to be invisible in school for real i ain't want nobody to know mm-hmm. i existed i think at the time by the time i got ready to graduate they were on this whole everybody counts thing and so i think the ones that were made up were made up so that everybody could get something and you wouldn't be left out but i didn't give a fuck like i didn't care if i got anything or not but like i feel like our whole senior class had some kind of representative you were something and I think they created these things so everybody could be something. But again, there was no shit like most likely to be a terrorist or most likely to be a single mother. I mean, it's <laughs> a way to make this a little bit sillier without being offensive, you know. Clearly, if you do some silly ones that, that are negatively con- connotated, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. Like, they could have did like most likely to lose your hairline before you 30. That would have applied to me, you know. <laughs> I wouldn't have liked getting it. And I wouldn't have believed it because I had braids and shit. I would have been like, niggas tripping. I got hair for days. <laughs> that would have been sad. I won't say it would have been hilarious. It would have been sad. <laughs> but I don't know, man. Like, out of schools, man, these teachers just make bad uh, different bad decisions i'm not gonna say like my teachers were not the greatest and i had some teachers that didn't do shit i had an english class the teacher was so like introverted and quiet and shy that like the class ran over her the reason why i know how to play spades as good as i do is because we played spades during english class because she wasn't gonna say nothing and at first because i'm a good student i'm trying to still like learn and shit but like nobody else was so eventually i was just like deal me in that's how i was playing space in class one of our teachers was uh one of our white teachers was in school on black planet I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to find me some fine black women. Wow. I'm like, bruh. <laughs> he was a coach, man. Coaches ain't real teachers. No, they not. Coaches are 95% coach, 5% teacher. Yeah, and they only teach because the school requires them to have some kind of a class when they coach. So. And coaching and teaching are two different things. Very different. Coaching is active. <laughs> teaching is passive. Yep. You know, so if you put somebody that has an active style in a passive environment, they ain't doing. They not gonna be there well. Like all my coaches, I just remember passing out handouts for us to do. Yeah, and sitting up there doing whatever the fuck they was doing on their day desk. Yeah, and see me, I had this thing where I always clear my throat, 
and my coach couldn't stand that. I don't know what the fuck it was. He in health class, he always tell me go get some water, <laughs> <laughs> like five times a class. <laughs> I'm like, I think this is something else. I don't, I don't think water is gonna resolve this. I think this is gonna, you know, persist. It's happened for us sometimes. I mean, I don't know. I just, I will say teachers were different. It ain't that they were so much greater, but I feel like I didn't hear a lot more. And, and I think social media and stuff has made it to where we know a lot more about what's going on. But I don't really even remember like having an issue or hearing about teachers fucking students when I. Plus, I, I mean, I went to school in Talladega and you didn't want to fuck out. I think all this, like, I think the only reason we're hearing about it more is because of social media. I think social media made a big difference. You don't think it's happening more? I now? doubt it. It ain't much of shit that's happening more than it's I always mean, happening. kids are different now, look different. Some of these kids look older than you and me both and sitting in the seventh grade. I think this shit probably happened as much as it used to happen. Maybe. It just, the boundaries was different back then. I guess. I feel like I mean, what's I happened a, is our access to the information has increased. I didn't play. Everybody always tell because I'm tall that you know I should have played basketball. I didn't play basketball because our girls' basketball coach was a pervert. I just didn't. He gave me creep vibes, so I didn't play. So that was like the most of a situation that I remember is that he and I mean I don't think he ever he may have touched somebody, but he was just inappropriate during like like practices and shit like having them do these bends and shit while he like walked around and he was just creepy he looked like a frog teacher i used to like was named miss cox she used to call me ed lover <laughs> and the way she said it was like you know it was like seductive but she just had a voice where it was like she just spoke oh, low yeah. and it was like low and aggressive yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying so it just <laughs> i don't know it wasn't no thing. It, but but I didn't look at it like I I wasn't like I I want to have sex with my teacher. <laughs> it wasn't like that. It was just like oh, a woman is speaking to me, <laughs> and it don't feel like a mama type. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like it's like I wish a girl would speak to me like this. Yeah. It's not like so that I could do something with a girl, but not like with my teacher. With the teacher, yeah. Wasn't like that. I don't know. Shit, shit is different. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's all I got. All right. Well, you got anything else? Fuck Katy Perry. I won't get into it, but she just took Miley, Miley Cyrus's place. She got the Miley Cyrus haircut. Now she's hanging out with rappers. She's I in the like. <laughs> I feel like rappers got like a, a psychiatrist out here that's that's putting them through the get out treatment. So the white sunken place. Yeah. She's so in the white every time a, a white will leave, they get a new one. Yeah, because Miley left, they replaced her immediately with with uh Katie, and she on stage doing these awkward ass dances like looking like Donkey Kong in the in the show. <laughs> like you know how the first Donkey Kong where he rolling the barrels down. Yeah, what was the name of that shit? Was that Donkey? Wasn't it just? I don't know. I don't know. I saw a whole theory about that shit, like Donkey Kong and Mario. Like Mario started off as the abusive circus master that used to whip Donkey Kong into making. It's a whole theory. That's he used to whip up. Donkey Kong. So the very first Mario, it had him whipping Donkey Kong to do tricks and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then the next one, it was the same with Donkey Kong Jr. where you had to climb up the vines. He basically kidnapped his dad and the, the Donkey Kong Jr. had to get up there. And Donkey Kong was supposed to be Donkey Kong kidnapping, saving the princess from Mario. Oh. So it, 
It's a whole theory about how Mario is an asshole, and it seemed to make sense. I mean, I can believe it. <laughs> <laughs> He's a plumber. He's angry. Yeah. With his life. Who the fuck wants to be a plumber? Plumbers actually make really good money. They should. If they unclogging people's shit. Ugh. Yeah. Sounds like an icky job. Porno plumbers make even more money. Except they don't plumb nothing but the lady. <laughs> I don't know why I'm friends with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, until we come to the next conversation, we out. Holla. Yeah.